Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Greetings, tomatoes. I'm Cheryl Benton, your host of today's Happy Hour podcast. And I'm so excited because our guest today is my friend, Barbara Hannah Grufferman. She's an award-winning, nationally recognized advocate for positive living and the author of two books, Love Your Age, The Small Step Solution to a Better, Longer, Happier Life, and The Best of Everything After 50. She's a frequent guest in national and local media everywhere, and she recently launched the Menopause Cheat Sheet, which we're going to learn more about today. So Barbara, I'm so excited to have you back. And you know, you, oh, were, Cheryl. <laughs> you were our very first podcast guest and we launched the podcast. It'll be two years ago in January. So welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back again, but I cannot believe it's been two years and what what a two years it's been, or should I say, what a, you know, last nine months it's been. Yeah, it's no just kidding. so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, our lives as we were enjoying them, living them two years ago have changed dramatically, as exactly. we know. But, exactly. And who would have thought yes. last March that we would, uh, we would still be going through all of this still. <laughs> I have to tell you, Cheryl, I, um, as you know, I live in New York City with my husband and my rescue dog, Pete the Brittany. My yes. two girls are, my two daughters are now um, pretty much out and about. One lives in South Carolina and is working there. And then the other one is, um, she graduated without any ceremony, of course, unfortunately, in June from uh, a university in, in Scotland. And then she flew back to Scotland uh, in early September to attend graduate school. So wow. she's there. So therefore, it's my husband and, and me. And we drove on March 11th, a day I will never forget, March 11th, seven months ago, right, uh, to see my mother who lives in Virginia Beach, Virginia, moved down here about 20 years ago from right. New York. I like to call your and, mother the warrior. She really is. Oh, and when, she they, and when is. people hear the story, they're going to know that too. So go ahead. She <laughs> is. And she is just such a, she is such a trooper and she laughs and is just such a good egg about it all, but uh, which you'll hear. Um, but we came down here to, to visit her, but also to deal with a couple of uh, issues that she was having. I, I had a reason to be here uh, that week. And as we're driving on March 11th, you know, checking into the news periodically, NPR, local news, what have you, whatever state we happen to be in, it's a very long, long drive, eight hours. And uh, it became increasingly apparent to my husband and to me, and even to Pete the Brittany, that we probably 
would stay a bit longer than the five days that we were considering. It just that things were starting to sound like they were shutting down, like things hadn't actually shut down, but they were like, they just, they shut down like a day or two later in New York. So it was just getting so crazy. And so seven months later, we are still here. We are here. We're here in Virginia Beach, Virginia. No complaints, mind you. Right. Um, You know, isn't that amazing? Near the ocean. Yeah, but you never would yeah. have thought that unless none of us no. would have. Just crazy, crazy. But really it's, good, crazy. You've been, and, it's uh, good you've been there, though, because I know you've gone through quite a lot with your mom during this time, too. So, so you know you know what they often say about being a parent? Like, it's the, the best job you'll ever love, or it's like, you know, it's like the hardest job you'll ever love, or something like that. Right. Yes. But and I can attest to that, but also being the child, which I guess I am, the daughter of an aging parent is very difficult. I mean, it really, 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 it is a challenge. It's a challenge I've taken on. It's a challenge I love. I love my mother. She is a trooper. Um, she is a good egg, as I said before, but uh, she has had health issues that just were manageable but then she did contract uh i mean there's there's a lot of issues with my mom as she fell and broke her hip three years ago i know we're going to be talking about the importance of bone health i i always hold up my mother as an example sorry mom you know if you're listening in which you're not at the moment of what you know what not to do you don't want to fall and break a bone so you want to avoid falls and if you do fall you want to have bones that are strong enough that they don't fracture so those are like the two big rules right for for uh, aging well and successfully but my mother did fall and broke her hip and you know the the stats are not very good about that uh but she is a trooper and she worked through it physical therapy and and the like had uh, emergency surgery and um however even though she did survive that she's uh her health and uh, has spiraled downward and she's much more frail now. She can no longer live at home. She's living in in a a local assisted living facility, lovely place here in Virginia Beach. Um, So it's all worked out well. However, my mother, unbelievably, even with, um, she has COPD, diabetes, congestive heart failure, Parkinson's, she contracted COVID and she's 84 Ah. years old. And we were pretty sure how she contracted it. We believe it was from one of her caregivers. We have a few caregivers that we rotate, you know, who was completely asymptomatic because there were no outbreaks in her assisted living facility, thank goodness. And uh, my mother was in the hospital here for a month with COVID. And well, I think, you know, you, you hear me, I sound upbeat and happy. Yes, she survived COVID. That is Even just amazing, all, really. It's crazy. It is Thank amazing. goodness. It is amazing. Thank goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you come, mm-hmm. you come from great sturdy stock, obviously. <laughs> Which <laughs> helps do. a lot. Oh, well, we always and wish you well. Cheryl, you, you see the photos I post. Uh, I people know. People love them. They're like cheering her on from exactly. all across the world, actually. Yeah, she has a and, huge uh, fan club, that's for sure. She really does. She really does. So that's been really interesting. But I have to tell you, my mother's journey um, really helps to color my view of what we need to do and not do in order to 
to, you know, I, I like to use the, the term age successfully and you know, that is my focus on, in my books yes. and when I give talks, I mean, this is what I want to focus on. It's like, I want to shake everybody, especially women and tell them to make their health and fitness and overall well-being their number one priority. Yeah, um, and, and I think we don't it, always do that. No, and I think especially now too. So what what did you do over the last few months? I mean, you were dealing with a lot, not just what we're all dealing with, but also dealing with all of these issues with your with your mother and COVID and everything else with her. Uh, what were you doing to stay um, positive? Emotionally and healthy. <laughs> yeah. what, what things did you do to keep yourself uplifted during this time? Well, Yes. First, I'd like to point out, I'm sure I am not alone, that in the very beginning, I'm talking about in March, when we when things really started to happen, when we truly, uh, we truly could not wrap our heads around this. I mean, I, 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 Cheryl, I'm sure you experienced this too. It was, this is not, could not be happening. Could well, not I be still, happening well, honestly, to New I, York City. I someday still, I some days wake yes. up and I think, I, I think I've been living some kind of crazy dream. And then I realized, no, this is real. So I still feel, have those moments of feeling like that, but. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, the human brain and the human condition we we're very adaptable and we have adapted weirdly enough to wearing masks and talking to people a bit more of a distance it's become a little more second nature to us now which it, you know eight months ago had you told me this I would have said that's crazy crazy yeah. we'll never be able to do that and of course we know there are some people who aren't able to and or refuse to do that but that's that's a whole nother story right. for another time <laughs> but i like so many of us i was glued to the tv in the beginning i would wait for um governor cuomo new york right governor to give his daily thing and i was like no this the numbers this can't be happening this can't be happening so i was like in a state of shock as we all were and uh, so I wasn't doing very much for myself. I'm sorry to say, I could feel that my, in the very beginning of this, my, my, my own fitness level kind of was kind of taking a nosedive and um, my stress levels and my, my, my ability to sleep well was just, it just wasn't happening. So, you know, again, not alone. I know everyone was experiencing the same thing. However, I am a very proactive person and I realize this is not good, not good, <laughs> not good. Come on, get, let's get, get back, get back to work. And so I did start now, luckily what I do uh, career wise, I can do anywhere. Um, right. I do a lot of zoom meetings. I, 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 you know, do go around the country giving talks, but I've been able to do some of them via zoom or in some other way. So none of that has stopped. I write. Um, so luckily I haven't, able to keep it all going, even given all that's been going on, as a lot of us have been able to. I mean, everyone's working from home, some, from home now in some way, shape, or form. So that's been really interesting. But I then started to run again. I said, I got to get back to running. I hadn't really run, well, for a couple of weeks, but a couple of weeks is like a lifetime if you're a runner. Well, and, people, a should know, runner. and people should know, and we're going to talk about how you got into this, right? You've run, what, nine marathons already, New York City marathons? Or something I like actually, that, huge. 
two weeks ago, I ran my 10th marathon. It was a wow. virtual marathon. I ran it all by myself, no crowds, no water refreshment tables, no uh, finish line. And yes, there will be a medal, but it's being sent to me after I was, you know, showed proof that I actually did it. Wow. And, uh, but that was my 10th. And I'm right now in training for my 11th marathon, which will be the New York City Marathon, which of course this year, like every other yeah. race I'm aware of, is so, virtual. Yeah. So tell me, how are they doing that? I'm, I'm really curious. Yes, it's really fascinating, and I will be doing it to raise money for the National Osteoporosis Foundation, I'd like, where I'm a trustee and a, the Bone Health Ambassador, and I'd like to point out that I am very proud of this. I had created a team to run this year's marathon, it, New York City Marathon. It's the 50th anniversary of the New York City Marathon, 50 years, yeah. and we thought that's like the perfect tie-in. And then I created a team that would run to raise awareness of bone health and raise money for the National Osteoporosis Foundation. The team is called Be Bone Strong and women 50 and over only, which wow. I thought was really That's very so cool. That's so great. Yes. Yeah. And some of us are, you know, have run marathons and some of us never ran a marathon, but always wanted to run a marathon. So of course that was the plan. And then, then. COVID happened. And of course the marathon was canceled and, uh, and it went virtual. So what does that mean? What, what that mean? And by the way, everyone chose not to run it virtually. They are not running it virtually. They're going to do it next year, hopefully as a regular in-person event. We won't know that until next year. Right. Right. That happens, but I am doing it virtually and it is Cheryl, it is so hard. And I'm not saying physically hard, although any marathon is physically right. hard. But, you know, I've been training, so it's okay. I can do it. But mentally, because I'm yes. all alone. Yeah, you don't have the people. <laughs> you don't have the crowds cheering Nothing. you on. Oh, my gosh. No, nobody. And uh, so I do want a little sympathy. Yes. <laughs> I know. So do you actually have to do it? Do you all have to do it on the, the marathon date the same day? And you. So those people who are, and there are many, who chose to do this as a virtual race um, are doing it, most are doing it the day of the, it, when it should have been, which is November 1st, right. uh, barring if it, it's terrible weather, I'll choose another day, but otherwise that is my plan is to run it on the day. And I will, you know, I've been training as if I'm running it now. I'm also, I also know that I'm not going to push myself to the point where I'm going to have a PR. Um, I'm just not going to do that because that takes a lot of mental work mm -hmm. um and i'm just and it also takes the crowds to push you on and if anyone has ever either run in or you know been part of the cheering the crowds cheering of the new york city marathon in any of the five boroughs you all know right. what an exciting day it is it's just like the crowds carry you and i won't have that so i'm not planning on any pr uh i'm very proud to point out 
Cheryl, with smarter training over the years. And you know, I only started running when I turned 50. I know. That's one of the things that was kind of your aha moment. I think when you got into your 50s and sort of realized you needed to kind of rethink your your positive health, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I wasn't too, like so many of us, I was working, focusing on my children, my husband, everybody else but myself. And this is how women roll. Right. And it's not the best way to roll. And I really try to convince women to make themselves more of a priority uh, at any age, um, you know, but okay, it's never too, I also like to say it's never too late to start. And so I, I went through menopause around 49. So it was, I was just about to turn 50 when I was coming out of it. Lucky for me, my my menopause uh, experience really wasn't so terrible. It was, yeah, I had my sleepless nights and the hot flashes, sure, but nothing so horrible that I needed to consider hormone therapy and the like, um, or, and my quality of life wasn't terribly compromised. So I was a lucky one, but still, and, and now we're heading into uh, a, an area that's a great interest to me now and should be of great interest to every woman. Um, and that's menopause, just the whole idea of menopause and what happens. Because yes, you know, when you say menopause, what's the first thing? I'm going to say it to you, Cheryl, I'm going to say menopause. What's the first thing that pops into your head? Okay, menopause. Hot flashes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you win the golden ticket. That's exactly what you think of. Or and then maybe if I if I said expand on that, Cheryl, you'd say okay, sleepless nights, mood swings. Yes, right. but yeah. what are those? Those are common symptoms of menopause, but they're temporary. Now, sure, maybe they last a little longer than you might like, right? It's possible, but they're still temporary and they're not going to kill you. That's the thing. They're not going to harm you. They may make you feel uncomfortable. But when you look at the deeper changes that are happening, which I never thought about, in fact, I didn't even think about menopause. I barely thought about it while I was going through it. Cheryl, do you think for a second I thought about, hmm, what in the world is going on with my bones now that I'm going through menopause? I wonder. No, it never yeah, even entered so my mind. Exactly. Yeah, until the fateful day. And this truly is the fateful day for me. I can look, look back at this day and go, mm -hmm, that was it. I was walking. My then dog was a different dog and not dear Pete. It was Gunther. You remember him, Cheryl? Yeah, Gunther, so Brittany, <laughs> dear Gunther. And I fell, tripped on my own two feet, and I broke my arm. Now I was just about fifty, and I'd never broken anything before postmenopausal. That should have been enough for the ER doctor to say, "Oh, are you uh, are you fifty or over?" Well, yeah, check. Um, are you postmenopausal? Uh, check. Uh, have you ever broken anything? No, check. Okay, hmm, maybe you should get a bone density test. No, never even mentioned, never mentioned, never brought up, never. And so anyway, life went on. I got bandaged up, the little cast. Life went on. A few months later, I had my annual physical with my really great PCP, primary care physician, who then said, what? Why didn't you tell me you broke your bone? You're going in for a bone density test. And it showed 
that I had low bone density. So right, and I'm he sure then you were, said, and I'm sure you were yeah. shocked, right? Yeah, I said, "What? What do you mean? Why?" And he said, well, you, "What do you mean? Why? You you went through menopause. You, you went through menopause." I said, "Yeah." What's that got to do with that, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, okay. So you get the picture, everyone. I mean, this is typical. This is yeah. typical. Okay. Well, it's and so, then, it's, well, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, it's just, well, yeah, keep going. Because I'm going to talk yeah, a little bit like, about the bow thing before we get into the next thing. No, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so I, I, I went in partnership with him. I said, okay, well, I don't want my bones to get any weaker. So I then started, I, I wasn't working out at all, Cheryl. Not at all. Not at all. Nothing. And uh, I think the last time I worked out was with Jane Fonda. That was a long time ago, you know, <laughs> right? Okay. So um, I, so I changed how I eat. I started doing strength training. And then the New York City Marathon went right past my apartment on First Avenue. And we were holding up signs for one of my daughter's teachers. We always knew someone who was in it. And then we're watching everybody. And I'm musing over how, how that person's like not 20, that person's like 50 or 60 or, and gee, that person's like not the skinny little runner. She's like a normal looking woman. It's like, they were all different shapes and sizes and ages. And I, and it really just like registered with me for the first time. She, one of my daughters, Elizabeth, my youngest one who's in Scotland right now, she said, I want to hold up a sign that says, go mom, go. And I, and everyone Aww. turned to me like waiting. And I said, okay. <laughs> and then I discovered the Jeff Galloway program by reading an article literally the next day in the Wall Street Journal, which is walk, run, which is what I do. And the rest is history. And now, well, you know, I'm an a, obsessed a, Yeah, runner. and you're, it's amazing. You're such a great, it's such a great story. And what, you know, there's so many great lessons, and I know you've been such a wonderful uh, ambassador for the uh, National Osteo Osteoporosis Foundation, too, and helping to educate us all about the importance of bone health. So whether we're marathon runners or not, it's just really important, especially as we get older. We've all seen the results of falls. You know, your mom with her hip just before, by the way, just before COVID, like before we went on lockdown, I was out walking the jog. I tripped, did a total face plant, and I fractured my wrist. Thank goodness it was the bone stayed in place. So I was able to go to the orthopedic. He was able to put, uh, you know, a wrist sort of splint kind of thing on it. And he said, just don't move it at all because you don't want to dislodge it. And then lockdown came. So I had some consultations with him over the phone and hopefully it's healed well, I've recovered. But it, that was such a wake up call too, because it's just, it's so easy to have a fall and it's so easy to break something. And I'm like, well, that could have just as easily been a hip if I had fallen, you know, the wrong way too. So absolutely, Cheryl. Have you had a bone density test? I have, but honestly, not. Re but not. You know, it was a while ago, so I really and it was and it was fine then. But I really, you know, need to go back. You know, now that we're all getting trying to get back to seeing doctors and all the things. That's the other thing. A lot of us miss so much healthcare over the last few months. So this is you know, true. I'm hoping no, to get true. back to that, but. Uh, 
but it's so important. And really, I thank you for continuing to keep the spotlight on how important it is. So let's let's move over to uh, to the menopause cheat sheet and why what it is and why you started it because uh, this is such an important conversation about all the other things. It's not just bone loss with menopause. There's many other things we need to be yep. aware of too, right? Oh, absolutely. And the reason why I started Menopause Cheat Sheet, it's a, a free weekly newsletter that I started in partnership with a leading endocrinologist from NYU Lagoon Health in New York City, Dr. Margaret Noctegal, whose mother, Lila Noctegal, Dr. Lila Noctegal, is one of the world's leading authorities on menopause and hmm. specifically on hormone replacement. So, so you know, she's got the genes. Explain <laughs> to us what an endocrinologist does, because that's not a doctor we normally have on our list. So, Right. A, an endocrinologist is a doctor who really focuses on hormones and how hormones, the effect of hormones on the, the functioning of our bodies inside and out, head to toe. Um, which is why menopause really is so tightly connected to, uh, to an endocrinologist, um, as is diabetes and, uh, you know, a few other health issues that women have um, because of uh, really hormone, the, the connection to hormones. And um, so Dr. Margaret, as we call her, she has her own column in our newsletter. It is weekly, as I said, it goes out usually every Wednesday morning. But the reason I started it was because I feel so very strongly, like I was saying before, that women just aren't aware of the deep and often permanent changes that are taking place when they go through menopause. And here's something fascinating that I don't even think women really understand. This happens to every single woman. Now, it may happen earlier for some. It may happen as a result of surgery for some, like even in their 30s. Uh, you know, there's a span of time when menopause happens for women, but it does happen. It happens a 100%. And that's just something that blows my mind because it is still taboo. Women don't want, not only do women not want to talk about it, but doctors barely want to talk about right. it. Certainly exactly. women don't want to discuss it with their partner, like, you know, their, their sexual partners, because it's, well, you know, it's so tricky. Why don't women want to focus on menopause? I think the biggest reason is because it connotes aging. Right. And aging, which has, you know, been my big mission in life since I entered this positive aging universe back when I turned 50 and had my aha moment and wrote my first book, is to embrace aging. Don't view it as a disease, but view it as like, hey, I just want to be the best I can be whatever age I am. And, and you know, live a nice, productive, mobile, independent life for as long as possible. That should be everyone's goal, Right. Absolutely. And, uh, so for me, which is so fascinating, the more research I did when I was researching my last book that came out, you know, in 2018 called Love Your Age, as you mentioned before, when I was doing research for that, the more research I did about everything, you know, I had a chapter on heart health and a chapter on brain health and sleep and blah, 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 blah. The more research I did, the more I realized this is not aging. 
this is not, oh, these things are happening readers because of aging. And I'm talking specifically women now, of course, but it's happening because of menopause. It's happening because of menopause. Now, yes, of course you could say, well, but you go through menopause when you get older. Yeah, most women do, as we said before, but it's the changes that are occurring because of menopause that are creating a lot of these issues that women confront as they get older. For example, we already mentioned one of the biggies, bone health. I mean, it's all connected to the drop in estrogen levels. That is the reason. As soon as estrogen levels drop, it creates all kinds of mayhem and havoc in our bodies. It makes the bones thinner and weaker, uh, just for example. But it affects our brain health. Just uh, earlier today, I did an incredible interview with a, a leading brain health expert, Dr. Devi. She's also in New York City. And I did it for the um, National Osteoporosis uh, Bone Talk podcast, mm -hmm. which I host very often. And uh, we did a deep dive into how menopause and the drop in estrogen impacts women's brain health and functioning. Um, and it was just incredible. I mean, our heart health is, is um, I don't want to go so far as to say compromise, but things change. So the whole point is I want women, yeah, the earlier, the better for sure. I want women to focus on all of these things and to try to tweak, tweak what they do and their lifestyles, you know, what they eat, how they work out, things like that, as early as possible to prepare for the inevitable, which is what I call menopause. It's the inevitable. Right. You, and, you, there, and there are you things are we having can menopause. do. Right. And there are yes. things we can do. And it's not just all about, you know, if you go back 20 years ago, it was, you know, hormones, you know, hormone therapy, hormone therapy, blah, blah. And then people got a little scared about that. But there's so many more options than just that to deal with a lot of these issues. Correct. Oh, absolutely. And and it's not only that. I mean, just to kind of go over the quick list of, of the major changes, and then there are a lot more than that that are kind of surprise changes, like an increase in migraine headaches, increase mm. in, you know, belly fat, uh, or, you know, around the middle, which uh, could really, uh, it's called visceral fat, which can really wreak havoc uh, with your um you know, with really everything with your, because it starts to go, go around your internal organs and the like, and it's, it's unhealthy fat, uh, very much so compared to say, if you have a little extra fat in your tush <laughs> or your right, thighs, right. you may not like it, but that's not unhealthy, if you will. So it's all of these changes and, you know, bone health, we mentioned brain health, um, heart health, uh, vaginal health, huge one. That's huge. Most women do experience dryness head to toe, meaning our hair, our eyes, our skin, inside and out, um, including our vaginas. And this is just normal. And that's something else too. I hate it when women feel like, oh, uh, you know, this is just happening to me and I'm, I'm embarrassed by it and I don't want to talk about it. No, it's not just happening to you. It's happening to all of us. And there are treatments. Now you mentioned the big gun and that's hormone therapy, right? And you're correct. There was a study that came out in 2002 that showed an increase in uh, breast cancer and the like. However, 
I do want to point out that a re-evaluation, a reassessment of all those studies show that the risk is very slight. However, right. hormone therapy is not for everyone. There could be some you know, pre genetic predisposition to breast cancer. You don't want to go there. Uh, it's not for everyone. Um, how, uh, another, however, I, as I said on the podcast I did earlier today, I really am living a life of no regrets. I really don't have any regrets, Cheryl, big ones, you know, big ones. This, this is a kind of a big one because I wish I had thought about hormone therapy back when I first was going through menopause. I never, I never took HD because now that I know the benefits to my bones, to my brain, to my heart, uh, and even to, you know, my, the dryness and vagina and the like, uh, now that I understand the true benefits, the kind of off-label benefits of HT, I think I would have considered it more seriously, even though I didn't have uh, tough enough symptoms to really right. warrant HT, would, would have been more off-label. But I didn't know any of that, and we never had that discussion, my doctor and I, it just didn't happen. But it's something I encourage women, I'm talking about women now who are just entering menopause, not those who are post-menopause post like me, but who are, you know, thinking, let, let me at least explore it. Mm -hmm. Like, don't just, dis, don't even, don't disregard it right off the bat. Explore it. Now, one thing I want to point out, too, is that I don't want women like my age, I'm 63, to think, oh, well, like, this newsletter is not really meaningful to me because I've already gone through menopause. No, 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 no. We, we talk about all of these things that are important to menopausal women as well as postmenopausal women. I always like to say that when I write, I write for myself. I want to write what's going to be useful to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel that my, you know, my peers out there will get some benefit and some use out of what I'm, you know, focusing on as well. So, um, and even though I say that it's always better to start earlier and be prepared I'm also a living, breathing, walking, talking example of how it's never too late. I started all this after menopause when I turned 50 and I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, my brain's still I, yeah, pretty much I'd functioning. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and one last thing, the other reason I started menopause cheat sheet is because I'm writing my third book. And this is, you asked me a long time ago, yes, so what yeah. you've been doing during the pandemic. So I am working on, I'm researching and starting to write my next book. And it is on menopause, but it's less about the hot flashes and more right. about these deep, deep changes that are happening. And also I'm, I want to encourage women to talk about menopause, to talk about it, because the more comfortable we are with it, the more comfortable everybody else will be with it. The more comfortable our kids will be with it, our coworkers, our bosses, our you know love partners, and love interests, and uh, sexual absolutely. partners. Absolutely. Well, you know, Barbara, you and I first met when we invited you on a panel that we did, and this must have been probably about eight years ago now, and it was called Menopause mistruths and i forgot the whole thing but it was a whole thing on you know debunking all the myths around menopause and what was going on and 
it, we had a, probably about 125 women in that room who were probably anywhere from, I'd say, 45 to in their 70s that night. And it was such an aha moment for so many women. It was, I think, the yes. first time many of us had even talked about any of these things in a group setting out loud. And I still remember the moment with Debbie Zip, who was, you know, one of my yes. three team partners that she was moderating. And she said, I have vaginal dryness and I thought there was something wrong with me. And the room there were, you could hear the sigh of relief just because there were so many other women. And, and I remember there were three or four women who came up to me afterwards and said, you have changed my life tonight by having this conversation. So we have to continue this. And Barbara, I applaud you for using your, you know, your voice and your advocacy to, to get us talking about this and, and learning more, you know, the more information we have and the more we're educated about these issues, then the more, the better we are also at talking to our doctors about this. Cause you're right. Doctors don't always ask all these questions either. I mean, how many no. people have had a doctor who've said, you know, well, are you suffering from vaginal dryness? They just don't like to bring it up unless you bring it up first. So we just need to you're a great advocate for all this, and we all need to learn to be our own advocates at this point, I think. Yes, and that was such a great event, Cheryl. Oh, really, that was a great event. Bravo on that, and uh, you should do another one. You should I plan know. on doing a, a, absolutely. a virtual one. We absolutely could do that, and we could have you be part of that, because it's you're absolutely right. We need to keep the conversation going, and you're right, and it's not just women entering menopause. There are a lot of things no. that postmenopausal women can and should be doing. You know, our bone yes. health is a prime example of that. So absolutely, because it's very possible. I'm not saying everybody gets osteoporosis, not at all, but I would say most women will have low bone density, certainly lower than before menopause. So, you know, what do you do with that? Well, you want to maintain it. So yet po postmenopausal women with low bone density like me, can be doing certain things, eating certain things, not eating certain things, you know, uh, doing the right exercises. And so these are all really, really important. I don't want women to think that uh, the word menopause means, oh, that's not for me. Uh, right. Because it and is I'm, very I'm not much having hot flashes anymore. So I, I don't need this. <laughs> exactly. exactly. This is bigger, bigger, bigger than a hot flash. And, um, and I think that the more of us, you too, you've got an amazing platform with a great voice and uh, all of you, you know, your, your, your co-tomatoes, the more you get that message out, I think the better we'll, we'll all be because it is a matter of women embracing aging, yes, and, and embracing this concept of menopause, which is a, it, I hate to say we should ever be defined by anything like don't be defined by age don't be defined by your disease or if like if you're a cancer survivor but we are in fact all going to go through menopause and we will then all all be postmenopausal women for the rest of our lives all of us it's just mind-blowing to me. It is. Right? It is. Well, let's make a pact that we're going to do an event around this uh, early next year. I'll reach out to you. We'll plan something and we'll let all of our 
tomato friends and everyone know because I think it's just so important. And oh honestly, yes, well, we should bring Dr. Margaret on. Yes, she is, she's oh, great. She's been great. on Dr. Oz. She's been on the you know she's been on the media. She's great. I think Absolutely. you'd really like her. Oh, it's a deal. Absolutely, I'm very very excited about that. So I can't believe that we have come to the end of today's podcast. So I have to. I can't wait two years to have you back. I mean, you just I can't. It just flew by because you're always such great energy and you always have so much information for all of us. So everyone can find out more at barbarahannagrefferman.com and they can sign up for your menopause cheat sheet newsletter, right? That comes out every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. And they could also go to, if it's easier to remember them, my very long name, <laughs> they could also go to menopausecheatsheet.com. Oh, okay. And they'll get Perfect. to it that way as well. Even Perfect. One. Well, this has been great. Stay, stay, stay well. Give your mom a hug from me. Tell her she's got so many fans out there rooting for her. And oh, um, and good luck with the marathon. I'll be I'll be rooting for you virtually. But-